Welcome to Canada's most irreverent talk show. This is The Andrew Lawton Show, brought to you by True North. Coming up, a look at the fight inside the Conservative Party of Canada over Aaron O'Toole's leadership and Senator Denise Batters on her petition for a confidence vote on Aaron O'Toole. The Andrew Lawton Show starts right now. Hello and welcome to Canada's most irreverent talk show. This is the Andrew Lawton Show on True North. Thursday, no, it's not even Thursday, it's Tuesday. I already am ready for the week to be over. That's the kind of week it is. Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. I I should say, I never used to give the date of the show... And then I got an email from uh, one listener who I've had a a number of interactions with named Priscilla. And she said, you know, you should really talk about what date it is so that if you're listening to them out of order, you just are listening on your iPod or what do people use iPods, whatever it is, you know, when it is that the show is contextualized. And I said, that seemed like a great idea. And then I forget every now and then, but then every now and then I do it and I get the date wrong. So uh, we'll, we'll still stick with it, but just always double check the date if I give one that doesn't make sense to you. Don't bother listening to me in that opening few seconds here. Wait until all the good stuff comes later on in the show. And we do have quite a bit of stuff to follow. I'm going to be speaking with Senator Denise Batters very shortly. She is the senator, the member of the Conservative Caucus, who launched a petition to oust Aaron O'Toole as leader. Now, this one has more legs, as we say, than the petition launched by Bert Chen on the Conservative Party's National Council a couple of months ago, because this is coming from someone who's a very well-known and very well liked member of the Conservative Caucus. And it also sounds like perhaps there may be some other people joining this call, perhaps members of Parliament, people that are more connected to the Conservative Party than even Bert Chen was. And I want to talk about this with Denise Batters, but I also want to set the stage a little bit because already this has become a very significant fight in the Conservative Party where you have caucus members digging their feet in and and basically saying, I'm with Aaron O'Toole tool and I'm not with Denise Batters. I want to first share the video. It's a couple of minutes long, but I want you to understand where it is that this petition is coming from. And then we'll talk about some of the mechanics of the petition. But this is what Senator Denise Batters says is her chief objection to Aaron O'Toole. I'm Senator Denise Batters and I'm launching a petition so that our party members can have their say on the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. I've been a Conservative my whole life. I came from the PC side of the party, and like so many others, I worked hard to help merge the Canadian Alliance and PC parties into our winning Conservative Party movement. On behalf of Conservative activists and members from coast to coast, we started this petition because we don't want to see this party ripped apart again. When we're divided, the Liberals win. Under Aaron O'Toole's leadership, the rift in our party is growing. He told us, this is not your grandfather's Conservative Party, and warned campaigning MPs they must agree 100% with his new direction, which constantly changes, or get out of caucus. As leader, Mr. O'Toole has watered down and even entirely reversed our policy positions without the input of party or caucus members. On carbon tax, on guns, on conscience rights, he flip-flopped on our policies within the same week, the same day, and even within the same sentence. He won the leadership claiming to be true blue, but ran an election campaign nearly indistinguishable from Trudeau's Liberals. We can't afford more of the same. Aaron O'Toole lost this election by every measure. Our party lost half a million votes, claimed fewer seats and a lower popular vote than in 2019. 
we lost diverse seats and MPs in the GTA, Alberta, and in Vancouver suburbs. Mr. O'Toole's inability to communicate or connect with female voters left us with an even wider gender gap. Erin O'Toole lost a trust election to Justin Trudeau, of all people. This campaign was not lost because of Mr. O'Toole's mistakes or inexperience. It was lost because of what Canadian voters perceive as his character flaw, that he is not trustworthy. You can't come back from that. Erin O'Toole lectured our party members on election night, telling us we need to have the courage to change. Into what, he hasn't yet said. But members deserve to have a say on this change and the future direction of this party, including our leadership. Fellow Conservative Party members, join me in signing this petition and make your voice heard. So as you see, she makes a couple of key points here. Number one, that Aaron O'Toole betrayed conservative principles. Number two, that the election was lost. It was a winnable election, could have been a conservative victory, but it wasn't. So snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, as they say. And also that Aaron O'Toole cannot win the next election. And she says it's clear that O'Toole hasn't learned any of the lessons he needed to from the last election. And he's just doubling down and tripling down and not actually standing firm on what he's supposed to be doing, in her view, as a conservative. So this is her objection, is that Aaron O'Toole is not a real conservative, he's not a good leader, and he's not doing any of the things that he needs to do to head into the next election with better fortune than he had in the last election. Now, one of the big fights that's taking place here is from all of these conservative insiders saying that, oh, this is not actually a valid petition and you can't actually get rid of the conservative leader in this way. And not that I like talking about the ins and outs of the conservative constitution, but it is important here that it seems from a plain text reading as though Denise Batters is in the right in the, in the sense that this is a valid thing that she can do. The Conservative Party Constitution says that 5% of Conservative members in five provinces can sign a petition to have a referendum about anything. So if 5% of party members, and I don't know how many members there are, in five provinces sign on to this, the party can have a referendum. The referendum that she wants is as follows. Do you wish to have a confidence vote on Aaron O'Toole's continued leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada by mail or virtually at the earliest opportunity and in any event, no later than June 30th, 2022? Now, this is not a leadership review in a formal sense, but it's a referendum on Aaron O'Toole's leadership, at the end of which, if he didn't get a strong showing, he would have to resign. Doesn't mean that he's being forced out, but the party has a right to vote on anything. The party could vote on whether Denise Batters should resign as a conservative. The party can vote on whether Aaron O'Toole should no longer be the leader. So that's what the party is trying to avoid right now. Because right now, the party's constitution says after an unsuccessful election, you have to have a leadership review, and that's scheduled at the next opportunity at a convention, which is 2023. Two years. Two years. And the standard approach to this, the standard response is that if you are in a minority situation and there's a high likelihood of going to the polls in the next two years, you can't give the leader a freebie when they're supposed to be subject to leadership review. That's generally speaking, and that's not an Aaron O'Toole specific thing. I'm saying that's how this approach, this discussion is being approached. So all of that is to say Denise Batters is invoking a referendum right, not a leadership review right in the conservative constitution. And if 5% of the members, again, in five provinces say, yeah, we want to do this, the party will not be able to say no. 
Although the party is trying to muddle this. The party is trying to say that this is not, in fact, what the Constitution says. Rob Batherson, who's the president of the Conservative Party of Canada, has said that the question you're proposing to ask does not adhere to the Constitution. Your petition is not in order as it does not adhere to sections 7, 10, and 12. As you're aware, the Constitution says that a leadership selection process shall be initiated in one of the following circumstances. The death or retirement of the leader. The leader indicates an intention to resign or more than 50% of the votes cast at a national convention are in favor of engaging the leadership selection process. There is no provision under Article 10.8 for a leadership selection process to be initiated by a petition or referendum under Article 12. That is correct. But as I just mentioned a moment ago, a leadership can be triggered by the leader's resignation and the leader's resignation can be triggered by a referendum or petition. So that is, I think, the most important thing here is that the party is trying to use policy. Dean Del Mastro, former Conservative Member of Parliament, says the party is trying to hide behind the Constitution, but the Constitution doesn't even say what the party's president says it's going to say. So this could end up, if Denise Batters reaches the threshold on her petition, this could end up being a legal battle if the party is not adhering to its own Constitution. I should say, I don't want to make this entirely about the ins and outs of Conservative Party of Canada governing documents. I think those are relevant to how this is going to unfold. But the more fundamental question here is, does Aaron O'Toole have a mandate? I talked last week about how he has conspicuously excluded some members of his caucus from shadow cabinet who very much should be included. People like Leslin Lewis, people like Shannon Stubbs, people like Chris Warkington. Scott Reed, longtime conservative stalwarts who I guess are just not sufficiently sycophantic to O'Toole's OLO, Office of the Leader of the Opposition, that they don't have a place in the shadow cabinet. Now, we don't know if other MPs are going to be joining this, if, if members of the House of Commons are going to be speaking up and, and joining this or promoting this petition. We do know that quite a few have said they are standing with O'Toole. Most notably was Michelle Rempel-Garner, who did a, a video, and I'm going to play the whole thing. I'm going to play the whole thing for you. It's just under three minutes, a video condemning Denise Batters for taking attention away from criticizing Justin Trudeau. This is an uh, open message to my colleague from the Senate, Denise Batters. Um, Denise, I have been working all week on an issue that matters to my community. Denise, I have been meeting with dozens of stakeholders, talking to people from all across the country on how we should fight Justin Trudeau's war on the energy sector. That's what I've been doing this week. I, ca I can't believe I have to use my Facebook platform to do this, Denise. And so I'm about to do a bunch of media on this topic and show Canadians that as the official opposition, we're focused on Justin Trudeau. But you know what, Denise, I had to do this morning? I had to respond to your petition calling for a leadership review in the party. You know what that does to me? That clears my day from being able to stand up with my constituents. You know what it does? It's going to fill the news tonight with your petition as opposed to my, like, trying to hold Justin Trudeau to account to get my community back to work. I'm so frustrated with this. You know, we can have differences internally in caucus. We can have vigorous policy debates. I'm happy to do that. That's actually, that's good. That comes up with better public policy, but this, open warfare that's that's happening right now like 
the liberals are popping champagne to you. I'm sure that the liberals went out and bought a case of champagne and they're going, cheers, Denise Batters. This is great. Like, so the, the media tonight, instead of talking about the energy sector or, you know, the price of gas or the nation's debt being out of control, our colleague Pierre Polyev did an excellent press conference yesterday talking about how inflation needs to be stopped and what we could be doing it. Are they going to be running that? Nope. They are going to be talking about this petition. And I am just so frustrated with this because we have to get it together. We're the opposition. And Justin Trudeau right now, because this is what's leading the news, is this, this, he gets a free ride today. He's not, he's not, his, his failures aren't leading the news tonight. No, it's, it's our failures internally. And I just think that that's irresponsible. So I would like to get back to work. I would like to be holding the government to account on these issues. And I, I mean, like, look, of course we can have internal disagreements. I, I think that's healthy. But this, I am calling on you. I'm asking you to withdraw your petition. Have it out in, in caucus. We have a caucus meeting tomorrow. For those of you watching, we actually have a caucus meeting tomorrow. Um, couldn't have done this tomorrow. Nope had to do it today. Uh, so Denise, I'm asking you to withdraw your petition and let me get back to work. Working hard for you in Calgary. Have a great day. Michelle Ramble Garner's point, and, and she puts this in a, a thread on Twitter as well, is that all of the Conservative Party dirty laundry should be kept internal. The public voice should be on criticizing Justin Trudeau, talking about affordability, the war on the energy sector, all of that. And she says Denise Batter should withdraw her petition and have this debate out in caucus. Now, remember, caucus does have the power to oust Aaron O'Toole. Whether or not there are enough people in caucus for that, I don't know. But this is really just a, a fundamental divide in who gets to decide Aaron O'Toole's fate. Should it be a bunch of people in caucus or should it be the membership as a whole? Denise Batters is saying it's the membership that decides and Michelle Rempel-Garner is saying that it is the caucus who decides. And Candace Bergen as well, she has said that she stands by Aaron O'Toole's leadership. Brad Redekop has said he's happy to stand in support of Aaron O'Toole. So what this has done, this letter from Senator Denise Batters, the video, the petition, have forced MPs to have to dig their heels in and say, yes, I stand with Aaron O'Toole. And in the next couple of days, it will be very interesting to see who hasn't. Which MPs have not done that? Which MPs have not expressed their undying support for Aaron O'Toole's leadership? Now, listen, I think that Aaron O'Toole deserves another shot as leader if he fights for that shot. I've not heard anything from him that really justifies why he should stay on as leader. All he's talked about is that, oh, there could be an election in 18 months, so uh, you've got to you know, have me kick it around. Well, that's not a good enough reason. And remember, Andrew Scheer, after the 2019 election, was very clear that he was going to stay on. And then it became abundantly clear that there was not a political appetite for him to do that, that he didn't have the political capital, and he had to then step down. Aaron O'Toole, I think, has a lot more people falling in line behind him right now. But I'm not sure how much of the base is in that group. I'm not sure how much of the conservative base, the kind of people, the members who would be voting in this referendum, how much they are actually on side with Aaron O'Toole's leadership. And I should tell you, since the, well, through the election, I was asking Aaron O'Toole for interviews all the time. I did ask him numerous questions at press conferences when we were on the campaign trail with him, uh, but never got an interview. Since the election, I've asked a number of times for a sit-down interview. Make your pitch to conservative Canadians. 
And every time it's okay, we'll get back to you. And again, the offer still stands. I reached out as recently as yesterday after I saw Senator Batter's petition. And I said, let's let's have Aaron O'Toole on the show, speak to conservatives against these critiques. The invitation stands. I will happily speak to him at any opportunity. I will get on a plane and go to Ottawa for it. I'll go to Durham if he wants to do it in a Callowit. I might, well, not in December, but later on, I might go to a Callowit if that's where he wants to do it. But it's an open invitation. And I would love to hear Aaron O'Toole explain why he should stay on because there was an issue yesterday. It was a funny clip you should listen to. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it, it would just, I'm playing a lot of video clips already. But Pierre Polyev was doing a press conference on the weekend and he talked about defunding CBC. And there was a reporter that questioned him on that and said, well, you know, you're saying defund now, but in the leadership, in the election, all Aaron O'Toole was talking about was reviewing. Why are you saying defunding? And, and Pierre says, listen, I've always been for defunding. I'm 40 funding. That's it. But that's just one subtle example here of how conservatives felt kind of rolled on by the conservative platform. In the leadership race, Aaron O'Toole talked a big game, was all about defunding, privatizing CBC. And then in the election, it was, well, we'll have a review and maybe look at alternative business models. Gun control, same sort of thing. It was at one point, yes, we're going to repeal the order in council. We're going to uh, roll back all of these liberal reforms. And then a couple of days of bad press, and it was, okay, we'll keep the bans in place. Conscience rights. In the platform, right there, I can't remember the page, but it was on the platform, and then a couple of days of bad press, one question from, I think it was the Globe and Mail, and then all of a sudden, Aaron O'Toole walks that back and says that he does no, he no longer supports conscience rights for healthcare practitioners, says he's going to support conscience rights for members of his caucus, and then what happens? You have caucus members being told they have to back 100% of the party's platform if they want to sit as conservative MPs. Now, I get the media onslaught is not fun, but I also get that Aaron O'Toole has to be held to account by conservatives to see if he has a mandate to stay on. And remember, the party agrees. The party agrees. The party constitution agrees that Aaron O'Toole should be subject to a leadership review. That is an automatic process. The question is simply when. So the idea that we are talking about here, that Senator Batters is talking about, of having a leadership review sooner rather than later, is really just expediting a process that the party says it welcomes, that the party says it's all for. So if the review is important, then why wait? The reason you wait is because if you wait long enough that an election looks imminent, you kind of have a bit of a trump card in your pocket if the writ is dropped and you can say, oh, well, I'm, I guess I'm the leader still. Whereas if you do it now, when people know they have a bit of time, then it actually makes it very difficult for you to say that people have to keep you on because of expediency. So you could have a very vigorous leadership race right now. If Aaron O'Toole were ousted or if he resigned or if he wanted to seek a new mandate from the members, whatever the case may be, without risking the conservatives not being prepared for the next election. And that's the critical part here. Now, Global News has said that this is an open revolt. Alex Boutillier says that what's happening here is a multi-step process. This is just the first shoe to drop. I don't know how many shoes. Maybe there are two, four, seven, whatever it is. Uh, Denise Batters, again, I like Denise Batters. I've interviewed her in the past. And Senator Batters is not a high-profile member of the Conservative Party outside of the Conservative Party, I'd say. I don't think any senator is particularly high-profile, so she may be the one needed to woo over people within the party, which, again, in a petition to members, may be all you need. 
but you would need to see some more bench strength, specifically from the House of Commons Conservative Caucus here, if you wanted to see this really pushed in a direction that makes it unavoidable for Aaron O'Toole to stay on. And I should say, I am not calling for Aaron O'Toole's resignation. I'm calling for Aaron O'Toole to be held to account, to seek a mandate for his continued leadership, and to actually explain to conservative Canadians why he deserves to stay on, to answer to some of those issues, like the flip-flop on CBC funding, like on conscience rights, like all of these things. And, you know, I pointed out something that I think bears repeating this week, that there were four candidates seeking the leadership. One of them, Derek Sloan, has been kicked out of caucus. Peter McKay was forced out of seeking a seat when he wanted to return to politics. Leslin Lewis was elected as a conservative MP, but has been shoved to the back of the backbenches and has actually been reprimanded for her open speech by her leader. So we know that MPs that don't get on board are going to be cast aside. The question is how many of them are in a place where they want to speak up. I mentioned last week as well that all but 37 of the Conservative MPs. So there are 119, all but 37 of them were given some form of a shadow cabinet or deputy shadow cabinet spot. That's a lot of people that have been given a title by Aaron O'Toole that might not want to speak up against him. So I'd be looking at those 37 first and seeing where they land on this. So I want to bring into this discussion now Senator Denise Batter, Saskatchewan Senator, and the woman who launched the petition to have members of the Conservative Party have their say. Senator, thanks very much for joining me today. Oh, thank you very much for having me on your show. Really appreciate it, Andrew. So let's start with the why now. This is an election that was just under two months ago. A lot of the concerns that you've raised in the petition and in your video and and accompanying interviews have been raised by some members of the conservative base really as as recently as the day after the election. Why wait until now to launch this initiative? Well, I think right now what's become clear is the members deserve to have a say. And that's what I'm trying to give them an effective channel to do that. Um, Because since becoming leader, and especially during the federal election, Aaron O'Toole has repeatedly reversed Conservative Party policies without consultation or input from party members and, and caucus as well. And it's critical, I think, that party members be given a chance to uh, voice their, have their voice heard. Um, Otherwise, I'm very concerned that the party might split. And that's what I've been becoming increasingly concerned about over the last number of weeks, is that our party could split in two again and leaving the Liberals to govern for potentially another generation. And that is a very worrisome prospect for a Liberal government that's already done so much damage to so many parts of this country, including for sure, especially my region of Western Canada. You say that you want to prevent a split, but a number of conservative colleagues of yours have said that you're the one being divisive by launching a petition like this and and making an, an internal fight or what they believe should be an internal fight more public. Right. Well, I believe that our members deserve to have say this leadership review is going to happen one way or the other. Right now, it's scheduled to happen in 2023. I simply want it to happen in the normal course of events, which is usually about six months or so after an election loss. That's what Mr. Harper faced when he lost the 2004 election. That was actually the first election my husband was elected in. So I remember that time frame well. Um, And he was successful in that leadership review. Andrew Scheer would have faced the same sort of leadership review after the 2019 election loss. Um, But he had decided to step down as leader prior to that. So this is the normal course is around six months, not two years. So that's all I'm asking is that um, 
especially because not only do we need to have the members heard on Mr. O'Toole's leadership and their confidence in that, but also election night, um, Aaron O'Toole said that our members needed to have the courage to change. And so if after all of those dramatic policy reversal we've already seen, including carbon tax and guns and conscience rights, things like that, um, if we're only just starting to go down the road of increased number of dramatic policy reversals, the members need to buy into that and have a say on what they think about that. Um, yeah. I know that in, in 2019, after that a loss for the Conservatives, you, you were very much, if I recall, wanting Andrew Scheer to have the benefit of a bit more time. Why is it different now with Aaron O'Toole? It's not different in the least. Andrew Scheer was going to face that leadership review vote that would have been held at the party convention, which was scheduled to happen in uh, the following April, which was six months after that election occurred. That's all I'm asking that Mr. O'Toole go through that same sort of process. And Andrew Scheer um, had 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 a number of different wins in that particular election. We increased our seat count by 22. We had significantly increased the popular vote. We had won some you know, hard fought seats in key areas that we needed to win in the GTA and in Vancouver suburbs and places like that. But in this past election that we just had, um, unfortunately, under Mr. O'Toole's leadership, we lost by every measure. Um, we lost seats, we lost half a million votes, we lost some of those very hard fought seats in, in the GTA, which he had contended that his policy flip-flops would lead us to win more in the GTA. Instead, what we saw was losses there in, in Alberta, in Edmonton, in Calgary, in the Vancouver suburbs. So these urban and suburban seats um, that Mr. O'Toole was saying that these types of more centrist policies um, would help us win, we lost by all of those measures. Well, I think your petition touches on something very important here, which is that, you know, a lot of people will overlook a lot of things if you win. So the idea of the appeals to Quebec, the moderation of policy, if that had been a gamble that paid off, I think some people might be a lot more forgiving of it. But when you do that and it doesn't work, you're like, well, what was it all for? Yes, absolutely. And also, I mean, I actually come from the PC side of the party, so I'm not adverse to centrist policies, but the key is that they have to be presented with integrity and um, consistency and the support and buy-in of your members, because if you don't have that, then you you have no way to present yourself with, uh, with credibility to the voters of Canada, which is the main thing that we need to do here. And if the members had decided, okay, yes, we're going to moderate on this element or this element, that's fine, but that has not happened. In fact, our last policy convention happened only in March. And at that time, we still had, and we still do now, have a policy platform in our Conservative Party platform um, that is anti-carbon tax, yet... Then the very next month in April, Mr. O'Toole did the 180 degree shift on carbon tax and without the buy-in of our members or caucus um, in what we had then was we ran an election campaign um, just this summer based on a carbon tax. And, you know, despite the fact that we ran on that, some people might say, well, you know, you should have tried some more centrist policies. Well, we had a carbon tax and that did not get us seats in the GTA or Vancouver suburbs. In fact, it actually, our, our election losses were magnified in those particular areas.
I know in last year's leadership race, you were a supporter of Peter McKay. Is there a successor you have in mind for this, either Peter McKay or someone else, or is your imminent goal just Aaron O'Toole has to go? My imminent goal is giving the members a say in whether um, the members have continued confidence right now in Mr. O'Toole's leadership, but more importantly, in this future direction of the party. Because when he says courage to change, what else is coming? We need to know that. And the members who are the real bosses of the Conservative Party, they are the ones that need to have a say in that and indicate that they're fine with it. And I am someone who, um, I'm just one voice in this whole process. The members who were there is potentially hundreds of thousands of them across the country who have already seen extremely good support for people signing our petition. And of course, you need to be a member to sign it. Um, if you've let your membership lapse in the recent um, in the recent past, you can renew it and then sign the petition if you just want to have a say. And perhaps the members will decide that, no, we're fine with this. We disagree with you, Senator Batters. That's that's democracy. Uh, let's talk about who should have that say, because I, I think you've been very clear it is, in fact, the members, and that should be the cornerstone of a grassroots party. In her video responding to your petition, Michelle Ramble-Garner, a Conservative MP, has said that this should just be had out in caucus, not in this broader scale. What's your response to that? Well, I think the members always need to have a say, and that's certainly what I'm hearing from many of my caucus colleagues, um, as well as uh, former MPs and that sort of thing, um, and EDA presidents, um, EDA members and volunteers from across the country. They want to have a say, and I don't think that it's simply something, I mean, the caucus avenue, as uh, caucus voted to give itself the right to review Mr. O'Toole's leadership, if if uh, caucus chose to do that, that's one avenue. However, to sideline the membership of the party um, is, is not a good thing to happen. We need to let them have a voice in this whole process and then they can decide whether this is acceptable to them or not. I don't want to get into a, a big debate about the ins and outs of, of the Conservative Party of Canada Constitution, because I think you and I will both be asleep, as will most of our, uh, our viewers here. But I, I will say just for a moment that Conservative President Robert Batherson has said that this is not a valid or constitutional mechanism for reviewing the leadership that you're putting forward. And, and I, I think that, as I said earlier on the show, a plain text reading of the Constitution suggests you can have a referendum on anything. And if Aaron O'Toole looked at those results and, and didn't feel he had a mandate, he would have to step down and, and it doesn't need to be binding for it to be effective. But if the Conservative Party doesn't have that referendum, if the Conservative Party does what it sounds like Robert Batherson is doing here and saying that this is not a legitimate petition, how far are you prepared to go? Well, we'll see what happens already. Um, as of when I checked earlier today, um, 1,800 people had already signed the petition. So if we have a situation where we have thousands of Conservative Party members signing this, wanting this voice, and uh, and the party brass rules it out of order, that will not be acceptable to the members. And frankly, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Um, we've looked at this carefully, and I, I have briefly considered Mr. Batherson's response. I don't agree with it. Um, he refers to particular parts of the Constitution that deal just with leadership selection process and says that this is not my referendum request is not allowed because it doesn't comply with the requirements for that. But I'm not asking that this be a leadership selection process initiated. I'm simply asking that the members 
that the party conduct a referendum of the members in order to be able to, for them to be able to decide whether there should be a confidence vote in Aaron O'Toole's continued leadership. That's all I'm asking for is a question being put to the members. And as you rightly point out, Andrew, this there is no um, indication in the constitution anywhere that uh, these types of referendums are limited um, by any particular matter. So I think that this is in order and frankly, democracy is never out of order. I know that uh, a global news report yesterday said that your petition and your campaign is part of a multi-step process. What else can we expect in this? Who else is going to be joining this call? Well, there will be many people, I think, that um, that come out of public supporting uh, this petition and other measures that are taking place. I mean, I don't want to comment on anything like that for the future, but I, I just really encourage uh, people to take a strong look at this. If they disagree with me, fine, but I really think that, you know, the members need to have the say right now. And uh, I know that there will be a number of uh, people, both, I'm sure, current caucus colleagues, although, you know, there definitely are, are those who have fears about repercussions from leadership. And so, that's why perhaps I'm the one who's um, making, you know, has launched this petition right now. But I know that there are already, yesterday we saw many people coming out in support of this. But I know there will be more people, both current and former caucus members, who agree with this. But also, very importantly, across the country, members from across the country have been hearing from people from all across the country. And this just echoes what... I heard um, when I door knocked at uh, in all three Regina ridings in the last campaign um, and what my caucus colleagues were also hearing from their constituents in many other parts of the country. It's not just a Western Canadian thing. People have these concerns, as I'm sure you've been hearing as well, that uh, we want to make sure also that if we're if we're um, part of this type of a conservative party, I mean, power without principles is meaningless and power without principles is the current Trudeau government, and no Conservative wants that. So we want to make sure that we actually have a party that is adhering to our principles, that the members have agreed to, and that very delicate balance that was crafted when the Conservative Party was merged stays intact. Just one final question, if I may, Senator. You were a supporter of Peter McKay. You uh, were, as you mentioned earlier, from the PC tradition and the PC lineage of the party. A lot of other critics of Aaron O'Toole right now that I'm seeing are, are from the blue Tory side of things, a lot of pro-life and social conservative members. Do you think there's going to be a clash in what needs to come next if Aaron O'Toole's leadership is being challenged from, from really both sides of the party? Well, I, what I've been hearing is people who are signing this petition and who want this um, um, review to take place in this referendum to occur from all people who supported all of the candidates in the last leadership race. So it's not simply one part of the party, as you point out, or another. And, you know, including people who supported Mr. O'Toole. And I think that that well could be because uh, they may feel especially betrayed because uh, they they supported him as a true blue conservative. And yet then only, uh, you know, one year later, after he ran in that leadership race, he was campaigning in an election in, in a way that, in my point, from my point of view, was much too similar to what the Liberals were campaigning on. So we need to make sure that what we have um, in place here with the very core conservative principles that we have, um, that needs to that needs to be respected and the members voice needs to be respected. 
Senator Denise Batters. The petition is at membersvote.ca. Senator, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate it and look forward to seeing how many more people sign up. That does it for me. My thanks to Senator Denise Batters for coming on the show today and to all of you for tuning in. Let me know what you think, Andrew at andrewlawton.ca. We'll be back in a couple days' time with more of Canada's most irreverent talk show here on True North. This is The Andrew Lawton Show. Thank you, God bless, and good day. Thanks for listening to The Andrew Lawton Show. Support the program by donating to True North at www.tnc.news.